Welcome to Podcast 27, where we are going to feed you some tasty pod podcast stew. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was my Bob Ross impersonation. That's my podcast, Bob Ross. That's pod, my Pod Ross. Pod Ross. Nice to meet Pod Ross. I've never met him before. He is. He's in there. He likes to come out every now and then. Especially when it's beautiful, colorful day like today outside. Okay, yeah, you're just channeling happy your trees. Inner, inner Bob Ross. Happy trees, a little squirrel. Yep. Man, a I little, love it. A little cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so good to be with you today, audience. Bob, Bob Ross is coming out. He's joining us on the podcast Do you today. like Bob Ross? I don't dislike Bob Ross. I don't like that answer. I need you to say <laughs> I like Bob Ross. I, wow. Okay. <laughs> I like Bob Ross. Tons of hesitation. Here, here, if, here's the thing. Audience, if you could see the face of Pastor Aaron, you doubt his love for Bob Ross right now. Okay. See, here's the thing is I knew you were going to do that. You were going to take my, me saying I like Bob Ross and transform it into your love for Bob Ross. How and, can you not? How can you not love Bob Ross? I I, I like Bob Ross. And how can I enjoy, you not love Bob? And Ross? I enjoy watching a Bob Ross uh, instructional or watching him paint every now and again. But I'm not going to sit down and just put Bob Ross on just for my pure enjoyment. Well, how uh, are you going to watch it then if you don't put it on? Well, I mean, like to continually watch over and over again. I might watch him do like like what are the episodes like twenty minutes or like. Yeah, they're like so, thirty minute episodes. So I'd, do, I'd like watch him do like one thing, but like that'd be it. I'd be I'd be Bob Rossed out for a little bit. If you came over to my house and I was like, dude, I got some pizza and I'm about to put on a Bob Ross, would you be like, oh no, I, I made a grave error coming over to your house tonight? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I would have made a grave error, but I would have probably thought there's probably better things on TV than Bob Ross. You know, your wife would have, your wife would hate it. I bet your wife hates Bob Ross. No, Dana loves Bob Ross. I don't know. I doubt that. I don't understand that what's going on here. <laughs> I just told you that I you, you got so upset when I said I don't love Bob <laughs> Ross, and you said, how could you not love Bob Ross? Then I do tell you that my wife, Dana, does in fact love Bob Ross, and you say you doubt it? I've never had a love Bob Ross conversation with her before. Okay, well, you should have one because she loves Bob Ross. She's done. Okay, so you know you and, and your wife Jen and, and Pastor Evan and Kendra would do the Bob Ross paintings. Yeah, where you'd watch. Uh, Dana's done that multiple times. Wow, multiple times. We need to have a Bob Ross painting with you and Dana. We could try. Mine is going to look really bad. You don't know that, but you've I've never done it. I've never done it. It's true. I've let me. I've tried painting before, though. This and, is this is different kind of painting. Okay, maybe we'll give it a try. I'd be willing the, I, to try it. I, I, my first ever Bob Ross painting yeah. turned out awesome. Wow. That's really encouraging. I might post a picture of it on, on my social media. Okay. Go for it. I don't know where I'll find the picture. <laughs> I don't know where the painting went either because I moved. But it's, oh, I think I know where it's at. I know where it's at. I just remember where it's at. 
Praise the Lord. I'm going to find it. I'm going to take a picture of it. God is good, guys. God is good. God is good. All right, well, Pastor Luke, I had some some different news that I wanted to share. I I don't know if it was last podcast or two podcasts ago. You made me aware of a YouTube channel that your kids watch. (gasps) Jay Stew. Called Jay Stew. And I had never seen any videos by Jay Stew before. Millions have, but also few have. And Isn't so, that a weird thing to say? That is a weird thing to say. But it's true. And so I was like, all right, I've never heard of Jay Stu before. I'm going to have to, you know, because we talked about it. So I said, Let, I'll check out this guy, Jay Stu. See Guys. What, see what he's up to. I don't know. What is... Okay, go ahead. And I know... I don't know if this is embarrassing to admit, but I really enjoyed the Ye- video. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I know. During the video. Aren't they funny? They were so funny. It reminds me of me and my friends. <laughs> It's like they're just like like all of their videos are like I you know I think their contents developed for like younger kids. I t- I'm a kid at heart, but I laughed so hard. I know. I I was so entertained. I laugh more than my kids do, <laughs> and it's made for them. Yeah, as it, it was great. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Which uh, which what which video did you watch? You okay, probably I, watched. A, you probably watched about like hundred, didn't you? I, I think I watched three. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I watched the, I think it was the new, I just looked up Jay Stew and like the first video that popped up was the latest one where they did a, a survival challenge in a gas station parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw, I haven't seen that one. It like just came out. It just, sounds awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, okay, these guys are really funny. Survival and, in a gas station parking lot. Yeah. So they, they like slept overnight, you know, and they all got their different budgets it's kind of it kind of feels like that's like their thing. That YouTube channel's thing is everybody yeah. gets a different budget and they will like sleep in these weird areas or <laughs> yes, and survive in weird <laughs> spots with 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 uh, different budgets. Yeah. So I've I've seen one where one guy had five thousand dollars to spend. Yeah. And the other guy had like ten dollars to spend. Okay. <laughs> and the guy, so the guy with ten dollars has to shop. He can't go to like Best Buy, right? Yeah. You're not gonna buy your survival gear from REI. Yeah. Or even like Bass Pro Shops. So he's got to go somewhere to figure out a way to get protect, like shelter with ten dollars. And so the the guy who had the five thousand dollars, he decides he's gonna do all of his shopping at Best Buy, even yeah. though he's camping. Yeah. So he buys like a 60-inch television just to use the box. Yes, I actually just watched one of the ones I watched. And he pulls out is a 70-inch 4K TV. And he's like, I pretty much just bought this for the box. Because he needs some shelter. And the other guy was like, what? You bought a 70-inch TV just for the box? He oh, was so mad. He was mad. He was mad. He, he, and, and, uh, he's like, yeah, I need the box for my shelter. I need to get the roof over my head. It's, oh. And it's such a troll. And the other guy owns yeah. only got $10. <laughs> such a troll. He's got to figure out a way to spend 5000 bucks. It, it made me laugh really hard. How funny was that? It was funny. I saw something interesting. This is uh, kind of on topic, but also part of our, uh, you know, uh, open topic. We have a, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but we, we do have a, what do we call it? A format? Yes. That's exactly the word. Okay. We've got a format to the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we got a little bit. We got a few more minutes for our open topic for part of the of the podcast here. Yep. You, you know. Um, so I turned you on to Jay Stew. Have you ever checked out Mr. Beast? I have seen some Mr. Beast videos. I also yeah. like Mr. Beast a lot. Yep. I heard a, a quick story from Mr. Beast. He was asked uh, in an interview. Uh, do you remember he? The interview asked him. Do you remember the first time a 
a company or a business or a product offered you money to promote their product? And he goes, yes, I do. He goes, oh, tell us about that. How was that? How did that work? He goes, actually, they called me up and said, we want to give you $5,000 to make your next video. You just have to feature um, a part of our product. Okay. And Mr. Beast goes, uh, make it $10,000. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, 5000 And he goes, if you do $10,000, I'll, I'll give all the money away to a homeless man. Okay. And the guy goes, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So literally the video is really quick. It's really easy. You can go watch it right now. But it's essentially an old Mr. Beast video. But he takes $10,000 cash in an envelope and he gives it to a homeless man. And that's it. Um, but the video goes viral. Yeah. So, he, so Mr. Beast made way more than $10,000 right. off this video. But I thought about this. If I'm a young man and f- finally my big break comes yeah. where a company offers me $5,000 to just mention their name and say, hey, go buy this thing, right? I would not be thinking of giving it away <laughs> to a whole... <laughs> To anybody. Yeah, I'd probably be thinking, okay, how can I use this money to make more money? Exactly. Yeah. I'll put this in the bank, maybe a down payment for a vehicle. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. he is a – Mr. Beast is a man who continually surprises me. Yeah. He is mature. Yeah. More mature than I was at that age. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, I thought I'd say that too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. did you I know th- that about him? I did not know that about him. We're learning. We're learning. This is all learning ki- time with Pastor Lucas. <laughs> learning all kinds of things. <laughs> I love it. I will say, um, I've, so I've seen a, a good number of Mr. Beast videos, and they're they're definitely entertaining. Yeah, they are. Um, but <laughs> I think I laughed harder at Jay Stu. Yeah. Well, Mr. Beast isn't necessarily funny. He is like almost amazing. Yeah, like mind blowing. Yeah, you're like what? You know? Yeah. But Jay Stu, you're 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 actually laughing. Yeah. 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 That's because ex- they're so. It's hilarious. <laughs> they're just they're just some why, friends. Why else would I buy a 70 inch 4K TV? I need the box. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He just pushes the TV aside. He actually leans the TV up against a tree. <laughs> because they're out in the they're out in the woods. Oh yeah. And then uh, he I think it's the same video. He bought a giant workout machine and in his shelter a tonal. He bought a tonal, which yeah. is the most expensive workout machine you can buy. And he just, in his outdoor shelter made out of cardboard, set it up yeah. to work out in the middle of the night. Yeah, he plugged it in. And uh, I, I think that they, they were in the woods, but they were close enough to their house. Yeah. So that he ran electric, he ran a, like extension cords to his house, and he was working out inside his box shelter <laughs> with the state-of-the-art tonal machine. That's the same workout m- machine that LeBron James promotes and is sponsored by, his tonal. I saw that was hilarious. It made me laugh so hard. That is so funny. And like I said, my kids don't quite understand yeah. like the ridiculousness of just buying a 70-inch TV for the box. Right. Or that he put a tonal workout machine inside of his box fort. Right. For his overnight camping experience. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really funny. I laughed really hard. Yeah. I'm just so if you're out there and you've never heard of Jay Stu and you want to laugh really hard. Go watch that video. It'll make you laugh. <laughs> Which is a perfect transition to our topic today. Perfect transition. False. <laughs> Wrong. How, how do we transition to our topic? Uh, we're today? just we're just gonna go right into it, yeah, guys. You, you were you were yeah you were telling me about how you want to talk about this book you've been reading. Yeah, I've been reading this book, and it's been a it's been honestly one of my favorite books I've read in, in a little while. 
Um, it's by Louis Giglio, uh, who who I love. He's a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the book's called "Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table," and um, actually, I'm actually reading this book because of uh, Cornerstone Young Adult Connect Group, Pastor Luke, that you have me, me and my wife do. Yeah. And uh, so this is the book that my Connect Group were going through, um, and it kind of goes along a little bit with the series that we're doing at Ignited on Wednesday night right now, uh, called "When Life Feels Dark." Um, Which I really like that series you're doing in Ignited right now, by the way. I've oh, told you that already, but I wanted to say it again so the audience could hear it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now yeah. you guys all have – there's there's proof that Pastor Luke thought it was a good idea. He likes the, I the series. I, I appreciate do. it. Um, I hope my gratitude is felt um, uh, for that. It's like a um, warm embrace. Ah, okay. I feel it. That's good. Mm. I like – that's a good measurement of gratitude. Um so anyway, Lou Giglio, he, he's talking about don't give the enemy a seat at your table, and he was walking through Psalm 23, I mean, the most famous psalm of any psalms, and he brought out something in that passage of Scripture that I have never heard any pastor talk about before. And he talked about the last part of Psalm 23, because people love the first part. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, the middle part is a little bit scary. Yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. But then this last part was was one that I've, I mean, I've quoted it so many times that I never thought about it in the way that Louis Giglio presented this passage. And it's that, you know, as God says, I will pre- or you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And he talk and hones in in that phrase, you've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And he began to unpack that. And he said, just, just picture this. You are surrounded by your enemies. And like in this case, for us, it's a spiritual battle. It's like picture you being surrounded by demons. Hmm. The devil's there. And there is a table that Jesus has spread just for you. Hmm. It's like it's got all of your favorite things. It's like not even what everybody else loves, but specific, like it's tailored to exactly what you would want. Hmm. And there's two seats. One for you and one for Jesus. This sounds awesome. He's like, but you're surrounded by your enemies. Hmm. And he said, there, the enemy will, the entire, he's like, let's, Jesus is, is taking you out to this dinner. And he said, the entire evening, the devil is trying to pull up a seat to the table. It's just set for two. It's supposed to be just you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the devil is trying to get a seat at the table. He's trying to get in there to mess with your mind. Mm-hmm. And I had never once read Psalm 23 and thought that. Yeah. And so it was a really, uh, it really opened my eyes, I think, to start looking at that passage of Scripture a little bit differently. Um, and so I, I wanted to maybe kind of get your, your thoughts on that, Pastor Luke. And then there was something else that he brought up um, about Psalm 23 that I wanted to bring out as well. Is this a book that really helps people who are struggling with like mental health, do you think? Yes, I would say so, absolutely. He really talks about um, 
winning the battle in your mind. It sounds um, yeah, that sounds exactly what you were saying. Yeah, it's about uh, give like there's uh, those negative thoughts. The devil is constantly trying to get you to use that negative self talk mm-hmm. and that that insecurity that. Uh, emotional unstableness. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I guess in, insecurities. Instability. In, instabilities. And trying to use those lies to just tear you down mentally um, so that you cannot be as effective in the kingdom of God as you were created to be. So the, the, um, the, the devil lies to us. He's the father of lies. And um, if, if, we, if he were to ever tell us the truth... About us, yeah. What do you think he'd say? <laughs> think I, you know what I think he'd say? What do you think he'd say? This guy is a king in the kingdom of God. Yeah. This this woman is a princess warrior. We yeah. got to take her out. Yeah. This guy, is, he has the countenance of a king's son. Yeah. We must destroy him. Oh yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. And I think every all those statements you just made are biblically accurate. Yeah. That's what the Bible says that we are. Yeah. And I mean we I think it's in, in Peter it says that we are priests and kings. I think it's in Hebrews it says that we are a royal priesthood. We're going to rule and reign in heaven. We're going to rule and reign in heaven. In and then in uh I think it's in Judges 8 when uh, that's the, Gideon, yeah, it's, it's the story of Gideon and the the enemy kings. Gideon has finally captured the enemy kings, and he asks them one question right before he executes them, and he says, "What were the men that like that you killed at Tabar?" And they said they were like you. They had the countenance of a king's son. Yeah. So Gideon, this man who called himself weak and inadequate, not good enough, the smallest, the least. The devil, the enemy. He was just quoting the enemy. Yeah. He was quoting the lies of the enemy. He was quoting the lies of the enemy because the truth was that he had the the countenance of the a king's son. A prince. He had he looked like a prince. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what the enemy does. He wants to whisper those lies. And and I think one of the things that Louis Giglio does a really good job of depicting in this book, Pastor Luke, is exposing the craftiness of the devil. Because I think sometimes that we get this idea that, oh, the devil is like, he's always going to come looking like a snake or a demon and going to paint this horrible picture of evil and be like, do you want to come and join me? And you'd be like, no, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, so Louis Giglia does a really good picture of depicting the craftiness of our enemy and how he will use even small truths, um, or even the scripture twisted and taken out of context to lure us into something. Mm-hmm. And he, ta- he, he did something really, and this is actually, this is one of the things that I'm going to talk about in our connect group tonight. So if you're a young adult and it's still Thursday, the what's today, the 13th? <laughs> this is, yeah, it's always hard to invite <laughs> people to something on a podcast. <laughs> if you're still listening somehow and it's today, you can come out to our connect group. We're going to talk about this. But he, he says... We live in a day and age where the devil at the table is common. Hmm. And we've grown so used to the trauma. We've gone so, grown so used to the anxiety. We've got so used to the stress. We've got so used to the worry. We've got so used to the fear and the anger in our culture that we don't even notice it anymore. Hmm. That everybody just lives with a low-grade fever. Everybody lives with anxiety. Everybody mm-hmm. just lives with fear. Everybody just lives with this 
small built up anger on the inside and it's just normal. And, and he would begin to unpack that this is not normal, that God did not create you to live like this, that God has better for you. And it just, I don't know, it was really speaking to me. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit on the podcast today. I have another thought too, um, goes right along with exactly what you're saying about how the enemy doesn't present himself to you scary because then you're going to you're gonna run away. Right. But he likes to present himself to you that the, the Bible even say that he, he will... Uh, present himself as an angel of light. Wow, yeah. And so you're you're deceived because yeah. you like looks good. Yeah. Feels good. Sounds good. All right, let's do this. Um and uh, a greater man than a man of God than me uh said something I thought was really insightful about one of the tactics of the enemy for us is that the enemy desires that we are comfortable and 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 safe, successful, uh, enjoying things so that we don't change. Ooh, wow. Yeah. See, the, see, the moment you start to feel uncomfortable and something's off and there's got to be a better way, that's yeah. the moment the enemy starts to lose a little bit of ground. Yeah. And you start to realize that... There's a better. There's something better out there. Yeah. See that the enemy desires to be really deceptive in our life, to the point where we are comfortable enough to never change. Why would yeah. I change? I have a lot of money. I'm popular. Um, you know, I, I'm partying. I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's I nothing feel. Wrong. I feel great. Yeah. Um, and the enemy desires to keep people at that level of, uh, just this like. Everything's everything's good. There's no reason for me to change. Yeah, kind of a a complacent comfortability in worldly success. I, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. And the moment we realize something's wrong, that's the moment the enemy's lost. Yeah, and we realize oh, there's a better way. There is a better way. I, I'm actually not happy at all. Yeah, uh, and and that's when you give your life over to Jesus. Absolutely. Um, but it goes right along with what you're saying is that the enemy will sit at our table, I think, in many different ways. I don't know if Louis Giglio talks about this in the, in the book or not, but uh, I was thinking about this as you were yeah. talking, is that the, the enemy will try to get Christians bound up yeah. in fear. Oh, yeah. But he tries to get non-Christians lured and lulled into complacency. Yeah. And why would I change? Everything's fine. Right. No, that that's so true because if you if you are not a part of the kingdom of God, then you're not really a threat to the enemy. Yeah. So he's could he 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 needs to get to keep you right where you're at. <laughs> you can just stay right there. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> but but it but as soon as you give your life over to over to Christ and you, you surrender, you say, Jesus, I'm all in, I whatever it takes to advance the kingdom. And then now all of a sudden you've become a threat to the enemy. So now his tactics have to change because you've changed. You've grown so un- so uncomfortable that you've decided to change. You surrender your life over to Jesus. Yep. You encountered a love so great that that it just overwhelms you. And now, all of a sudden, the enemy's tactics begin to change. Yes. And so he's going to try to drip you with fear. Yes. With insecurity. I mean, it's just like with Gideon. As soon as, G- as the angel of the Lord showed up to Gideon and, and called to him to something greater than threshing wheat in a wine press insecurity and inadequacy started to show up. Yeah. Uh, I, I say it like this, and I think people can 
relate to this example. Yeah. Uh, when you're dating somebody, the, the enemy is going to try everything he can for you, for the two of you to be sexually active. Yep. But then when you get married, yeah, the, the devil is going to do everything he can to destroy your sex life. Yep. And to make sure you never have sex. Yeah. No, I remember hearing that. Actually, I remember you saying that one time when I was in, in high school and that was such a profound thought to me, but that's, a, that's I think, a great picture of the enemy's tactics, mm-hmm. a great picture of the enemy's tactics that he uses against us as we fight this battle in our mind. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, I know we got just a few minutes left, Pastor Luke. I wanted to get your take on, on one other thing um, that Louis Giglio talks about this, and then this is kind of... Uh, been a bit of my heart behind the series we're doing in Ignited right now called When Life Feels Dark. Um, in Psalm 23, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I like that verse, and I think for a long time I read that verse incorrectly and thought that all I would have to do is quickly move through a dark season in my life, and then I would come out of it on the other side and be stronger and would never have to go through another dark season. And that it would just be like a one-time event, like a one, I had to go through one dark season and now I'm done and that's it. But I think that, I mean, that's, that's not true. You're going to go through a lot of dark moments in your life. We, we live in a sinful fallen world. But what I love about that verse is that it says, I don't have to fear the evil because God is with me in the middle of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And and Lulu Giglio mm-hmm. talks about that. And then I love, it's kind of a companion verse in Hebrews 4.14 and, and through 16. And it talks about how we have a high priest in heaven now who's advocating on our behalf, who knows how to sympathize, empathize, and have compassion on us because he's experienced the same thing and he's with us as we're being tempted, as we're struggling, as we're going through life. Mm. And that, to me, Pastor Luke, brings some encouragement that, okay, maybe even the, the enemy has a seat at my table. Maybe I've given him some room. Yep. Or maybe he's, he's trying. He's pulling every, up a chair, man. He's trying to pull up a chair and sit down. Yeah. But it gives me comfort to know that the guy sitting across from me at the table, Jesus Christ, he has the power to kick him out. And that he's with me because on my own, I can't beat the devil. He's going to take me down every time if mm-hmm. it's just me. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that Jesus is right there in the middle of the darkness. He's sitting at the table with me. He's walking through the valley with me. He's not afraid of the dark. He's not afraid of the dark. Even though I might be afraid of the dark, Jesus is not afraid of the dark. And he's the one who's in the darkness with me. Man, that's really good. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot to that. I don't even have enough time to get into it <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there's so much there. But when, when just thinking about how Jesus is not afraid of the dark, uh, the Bible talks about, you know, what Jesus did those three days he was dead. Yeah. He went to Sheol, hell, uh, and he preached to the captives. Yep. And uh, he pulled up those who were, you know, kind of those saints in holding, so to speak. Um, brought him up to heaven, brought him up to paradise. There's a lot there. That's a whole podcast, actually. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have time right now to get into it, but he went to hell, and he tried to redeem those who were lost, those who would believe upon him. 
Um, he's not afraid to walk through that. He's not afraid yeah. to go in there. Come on, he, somebody. He can go down there anytime he wants. He's got the keys to hell. He's got the keys to the grave. He holds the keys of death. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's not afraid to uh, go down there. Uh, he's, he, he, he does it all the time, I believe. Um, but uh, uh, we got to understand that Jesus needs to be invited into your darkness. Yeah. And, and that's... Ooh, we'll, that's really good. Yeah. But we're, so sometimes we're afraid. We're like, oh, he's just so pure and precious and holy. <laughs> yeah. He can't, I can't invite him into this. This is too crazy. Nope. Not at all. Not, not at all. all. You got to invite him in. Oh, man. That's so good. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's maybe sometimes what, what people struggle with is I think church people and non church people, people who didn't grow up in church, who don't mm-hmm. know Jesus. I mean, how many times have we had a conversation with somebody? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start coming to church when, when I clean my life up. Yeah, because, you know, the roof is going to fall on my head. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk in and I'll get struck by lightning. It's like, man, no. Yeah. You got to invite Jesus into that darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe for some of us, people like me who grew up in church, been in church our whole lives, it's like, oh, man, but I have this one sin. I have this one struggle. I have this one temptation constantly. I don't think Jesus wants to be a part of that part of my life. Yeah, he's really, he, he's getting upset with me. He's, he's upset with me. He's so pure. He's so holy. Why would I want it? Why would he want to be a part of my life in that part specifically? And that's wrong too, because mm-hmm. that's exactly where he wants to be. Like you said, he's not afraid of the dark. I love that, that mm-hmm. sense that you just said. Yeah. Man, this was a great topic, Pastor And Thanks for bringing this up. Don't Give the enemy a seat at your table. Is that what this is? Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. That's right. I love it. Oh, it's been great to be with you, audience. We will be back again next week, Thursday, posting another podcast. We're kind of got the Halloween theme running. It's coming. Because we're talking about the darkness when life feels dark. Yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'll fear no evil. Come on, somebody. last week was Halloween. Halloween theme. What, what are we gonna do next next Thursday? <laughs> because let's see here, we're getting even closer. We're getting closer to Halloween. Oh what? yeah, it's gonna get scarier as we go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out next we'll week. Find out next week. It's, oh, it's been great to be with you, audience. Been great to be with you guys. Catch you on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.